This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America. Here's Tom Anderson. Well, it's Tom Steigelman back in the studios with you today on 1020 KVNT. So having a uh, great day so far. Hope you are too. It's Friday, February 16th, currently 16 degrees outside of our East Anchorage studios and kind of had to dodge a couple of snow plows and uh, greater trucks uh, working in the parking lot as I showed up today. So uh, I think that's going on around in a lot of places throughout Anchorage, uh, even though we haven't had snow in a bit. Uh, you know, uh, crews are out there taking advantage of these warmer weathers, uh, scraping up some of that ice and getting that out of the way, hopefully for a faster melt-off when we get to the real spring. Don't be fooled by this nice little warm streak we had because you know how it goes. We're all going to get disappointed here in a couple of weeks when the snow starts flying and uh, maybe start flying even sooner than we're anticipating. Taking a little, quick look at today's weather forecast, calling for uh, sunny skies today and a high near 30. Light winds up to 5 miles per hour. Tonight, it's going to be mostly clear with a low around right where we're at right now, 16 degrees. How about that? Then uh, clouds start to roll in a little bit on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday highs uh right around 30 35 degree range and uh well 30 percent chance of showers on saturday doesn't say if that's snow showers or rain showers but uh some sort of precipitation is going to be coming out of the skies on Saturday nights, what they're saying. Uh, just a quick glance all the way into monday oh there's that uh, s word in the forecast you know which one I mean, snow, right? Okay. Uh, so that's back in the forecast uh, for a little bit on Monday. So watch out for that. Hey, um, we are going to be taking your phone call starting in the next segment this morning. So you can uh, prepare your thoughts and minds and uh, whatever you want to talk about. You can give us a holler at 907-357-5868. Like I said, we're going to start taking phone calls in the next segment. Coming up at 7.30 this morning, it's going to be Darren Colbury on the line with us. He's a candidate for Anchorage mayor. And, uh, you know, as you listen throughout the radio, certainly there's uh, some stations that are only focused on the top four, uh, you know, who are running for mayor. That, of course, is Mayor Dave Bronson. You got Suzanne LaFrance, Chris Tuck, and Bill Pop. Uh, yep pretty much to the top four contenders. And uh, I heard a comment this morning, eh, we're not even going to waste our time on everybody else that's in the race. I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think if uh, there's a candidate running for office, you know what, uh, they've taken the time to fill out the paperwork and uh, you know what, we're going to give them a shot and we're going to let them make their pitch right here on KVNT. So uh, we have reached out to every single mayoral candidate, uh, no matter how much money they're bringing in, because uh, that's not what we're focusing on. We are uh, focusing on uh, you know what the ideas are out there. So uh, Darren uh, uh, Colbury is going to be on the air with us at 730. Then uh, 
Of course, our normal lineup, 8.15 this morning. Uh, we're going to hear from our friends down at Plugged In Movie Review. Just to prep you right now, Adam Holtz will not be on the line. It'll be Paul AC. He'll be giving us a call this morning. And then our uh, good friend Todd Smolton going to be joining us at 8.30 as always. So looking forward to another great day right here on KVNT 1020 AM and 92.5 FM. Just taking a quick look at some sports headlines. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark. She is probably the greatest women's basketball player uh, ever to come through the NCAA ranks. And the superstar from Iowa became the NCAA's uh, women's all-time leading scorer on Thursday night against Michigan. So uh, she needed just uh, eight points to break the record when she uh, started that game and uh did it real quick, knocked down three three-pointers <laughs> right from the get-go to a blast past that. So uh, she is certainly a superstar and is going to have a uh, very good career in front of her, whatever she decides to do. If uh, she goes to the WNBA or uh, grabs uh, some money and uh, goes maybe over to a foreign league or something like that. But uh, yeah, Caitlin Clark, uh, an amazing basketball player, if you've never seen her play, just dominates the space. And a a true biological female. So that is a pretty amazing uh, right there in her own right. You know, when you go back and start looking at the uh, financial opportunity in front of Caitlin Clark, uh, certainly she's already picking up some some of that money through uh, the new NCAA NIL deals. Uh, so good for her on that. But, uh, you know, when she steps it up to the professional level, uh, you know, every WNBA team out there is going to want Caitlin on their roster because she is going to be a uh, ticket revenue generator for that team. No doubt about that. And I think that's why she's uh, picking up a lot of hate from uh, some of the WNBA players, some of the other college players and stuff, because people are paying a lot of money to go see Caitlin uh, play. You know, in the game against Michigan there, um, you know, tickets uh, were going for like almost $400 a pop, uh, people trying to get in and uh, see this, uh, well, historic event, really, as she uh, surpassed that record. So, again, congratulations to Caitlin Clark and uh, your uh, upcoming uh, financial windfall once you graduate from college and move on in to the professional ranks. 907-357-5868 is the number to call, and we'll start taking your phone calls in the next segment. So I see one phone line flashing right there, but uh, as we're winding down in this segment anyway, I don't think there'd be really enough time for you to make the point that you would want to make. So uh, we will get you uh, on the air in the next segment uh, if you can hang on. So we'll uh, see what happens there. But we will be taking your phone calls this morning. Then, as I said, coming up at 7.30, Darren Colbury going to be on the line with us from 7.30 to 8. So uh, then we'll have some a uh, couple of segments in the 8 o'clock hour to let you call in and share your thoughts, maybe about what's happening down there in Juneau, maybe about what's happening right here in Anchorage or what's happening in the Valley or down on the peninsula. Uh, we will be happy to talk to you about that. Certainly, we're going to talk more about the mayoral races, APOC reports starting to trickle out, and we'll uh, touch base on those, let you know who's raising and what as uh, we've taken a look at the state website and pulled up some of the APOC reports. So we'll go over some of those and let you know where the money is starting to flow. That might give us an indicator about how things will shake out. Of course, money doesn't always dictate uh, who finishes at the top of the pile. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the Anchorage election, and we're keying on that because that's the next one on the slate coming up on April the 2nd. Speaking of which, you need to have yourself registered to vote or you need to update your voter registration by Sunday, March 
3rd. You can do that by going to our website, 1020kvnt.com, and clicking on the register to vote button. But uh, in the Anchorage election, that'll be a mail-in ballot election. Um you know, you have to get 45 percent to win the election outright. That's the Mark Begich rule uh, that they changed because uh, they were trying to prevent things from going to runoffs and they needed to get Mark in as the mayor. So uh, the assembly lowered the threshold there. But, um, you know, will any of the you know what's designated as the top four candidates right now, which logically so uh are uh, is anybody there going to clear 45 percent? i mean really you got mayor bronson as a conservative running against uh three more uh what i'll term as liberal members or democrats but uh i don't know if he's going to be able to pull off 45 percent from the get-go that's a you know so many uh people out there uh some of those independents may be trying to sway things they may uh, pull their vote from bronson in the interim to uh maybe go after a less attractive Democrat for him to run against uh, in a runoff? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we'll start taking your phone calls here in the next segment. 907-357-5868. You're listening to KVNT. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Well, it's Tom Steigelman back in the studios with you here at 1020 KVNT. You can also hear us on 92.5 FM, 104.5 FM, and all around the world at 1020KVNT.com. Right now, 7.18 in the morning, and it's currently 15 degrees outside of our East Anchorage studios. So we're continuing on with the big morning show. And if you want to uh, get your thoughts in before 8 o'clock this morning, now is the time to call 907 907- Three five seven five eight six eight nine zero seven three five seven five eight six eight. You do need to call now if you do want to chat on the air this morning because Darren Colbury uh, scheduled to call in at seven thirty this morning, and that'll carry us all the way through the eight o'clock hour. So that's why we're asking you to call now nine zero seven three five seven five eight six eight. Although I think Darren said that he would be open to taking questions from the public. So I'll verify that with him uh, when he uh, gets on the line with me right before we go on the air. And then I will pass that along to you. But, you know, as uh, we start to uh, roll into the spring here and get closer to it, a couple of big events coming up. The Iron Dog uh, Snow Machine Race is going to kick off on Saturday. And we're going to have live coverage of that for you on our sister television station, KCFT-TV. That's on GCI Yukon uh, Channel 19. You can also watch it over the air on channel 35.1. And we're going to, uh, well, there's TV crew that's going to be out there. We're going to be picking up that feed and passing it along for you. So, yeah, looking forward to having that happen and having that on the air right here on KCFT. So it'll be fun. You can tune in and watch that uh, from the comfort of your own home. And But maybe you want to head on out there to Big Lake and because uh, that's that would be a whole lot more fun is uh, seeing them go out in person and getting the real sound and all that kind of stuff. So I would encourage you to show up out there uh, for the start if you can. But if you can't make it out there and you still want to check it out, uh, we'll have it for you with live coverage on KCFT television. 
version. Again, that's on Yukon Channel 19 and Broadcast Channel 35. But as we uh, start to roll, you know, like I said, into the spring here, other events coming up, of course, for Rondi on the way. And that's always a fun thing. One of my favorite things to do uh, with Fur Rondi is heading downtown there and, you know, checking out the ice sculptures and seeing what those artists have come up with and their creativity and what they've been able to make. So uh, I always look forward to uh, being able to get down there and take a look at those ice sculptures. Uh, if they have the Ferris wheel up, I will not be riding it. 100% guarantee of that because I don't like heights and it's going to probably be chilly. So that's a bad combination for me. So I will not be doing any of the carnival rides or anything like that, but I encourage you to get involved in some of the Ferrandi uh, activities and yeah, we'll uh, see what goes on from there. Of course, Arctic winter games coming out to the Matsu borough. I've reached out a couple of times now to uh, Arctic winter games folks about coming on the air so that they have an opportunity to talk about what's going to be happening at that event and how folks can volunteer, but uh, it's just crickets that continue to come back from them. So, uh, Anyway, uh, Arctic Winter Games going to be out in the Matsu Valley. I believe that's March 10th through the 16th. But word is they do need a lot of volunteers, but um, maybe not enough to promote it. So we'll see. Uh, maybe they will uh, give us a phone call here in the next couple of days or at least return uh, one of my email requests and we'll find out from there for you. All right. As uh, you know, also, we start thinking about spring, uh, of course, High school uh, kids going to be graduating and, uh, you know, juniors start looking forward to being a senior. But what happens now is people got to start applying for scholarships and uh, many scholarships are available uh, all throughout Alaska, many different uh, companies offering those. And uh, I know the Alaska Broadcasters Association, they'll have a scholarship available and we'll announce that when uh, folks can start applying for that. But one that you can start applying for right now is at the Alaska State Fair. That's right. They have a scholarship opportunity available. So if you go to alaskastatefair.org and then go into the fairgrounds side of the website, there'll be a button on there talking about the 2024 Alaska State Fair scholarship, and they're going to give out multiple scholarships. First place award winners can get three thousand dollars. Second place is two thousand. Third place is fifteen hundred. Then they have a one thousand uh, dollar. Let me see, four H uh, FFA vendor award and a five hundred dollar honorable mention award. So uh, an opportunity there to pick up some money and put that towards your high school education. You can find all of the details again over at alaskastatefair.org. Org, and uh, you'll just click on the button about the scholarship. Obviously, application deadline for that is March 27th, so there is some time, but you know how those things are. You better get to it and get it done so you can get it off your plate so you don't forget about it. Like many people do, uh, they forget to file for their Alaska Permanent Fund dividend. Of course, the deadline for that, March 31st, but why not get it done and get it done today? Just go to your My Alaska account online at Alaska, uh, let's see, Alaska.gov. And you'll be able to file for your PFD. Proud to say I did get that one uh, checked off of my list. So my uh, permanent fund dividend uh, application is in, assuming there's going to be one. And uh, so we'll see what uh, happens in the state legislature and uh, how they're going to arm wrestle over that instead of, uh, you know, I mean, it's written out, isn't it, that they, there's a constitutional formula for that? 
Uh, so seems like there should be some guidelines for that, but <clears throat> you know how that goes. They're going to try to siphon that money off for other areas. Also, if you'd like uh, a little bit later this morning or even right now, we can continue the discussions uh, that came up yesterday about the Anchorage School District. Of course, their uh, budget deficit that they're trying to cover and, oh, no, we're going to have to start cutting teachers and popular programs and stuff to cover it. But for right now, we're just going to write a check out of our savings account. Um, yeah, I, I would like to know how much money is in that Anchorage School District savings account. Because if they can uh, drop uh, tens of millions to cover this budget deficit and it doesn't deplete that account, um, I'd like to know how much is in there. So if you know how to find that information, or maybe you do know, give us a call this morning, 907-357-5868. I would love to look that up. Now, I am all uh, I get uh, having savings accounts and having reserves because, you know, when an emergency comes up or a disaster hits like the earthquake, you know, that we had uh, back in 2018, uh, uh, you know, you got to have some funds available to be able to replace things in in a hurry and you can't wait for government's uh, legislation and those kind of things to take action. So I am all for ASD having a savings account. Don't get me wrong on that. But, uh, you know, how big is that savings account? I think that's a, a fair question to ask and that we should all know because they continue to uh, borrow money, getting bonds and those kind of things, uh, putting the city in debt and letting the taxpayers uh, pay for all of that stuff instead of uh, drawing from the money that, you know, they've been saving up. And if they've been saving up money, where has that been coming from? I think that's a fair question as well. Uh, you know, what's the revenue source with that money? And if they have a big old hairy savings account over there, why do us taxpayers who put into that not get some of that back and uh, relieve our taxes? You know, I I, I think those are questions that uh, they don't want to have to answer, and neither does the assembly. And uh, so we'll. Uh, We'll uh, ride that one out. Well, hey, um, you know, Darren Colbury going to be calling in here at 730. So you do have a couple of minutes here if you want to jump in on the program. Otherwise, we'll have to hold your calls off until 8 o'clock. Again, our phone number, 907 357 Five eight six eight nine zero seven three fifty seven fifty eight sixty eight. 357 5868 You know, as we... Uh, continue on, of course, uh, you know, still uh, dealing with the loss of mourning, the loss of Tom Anderson, uh, who passed away last Saturday. Uh, you know, a few things that I did want to pass along. Um, you know, the family is going to have a private ceremony, uh, pr uh, private service. And, uh, you know, so we're certainly going to honor that. Uh, they may have a broader celebration of life for Tom uh, later on in March. And so as that uh, information becomes available, we'll let you know about the, uh, the public opportunity if uh, you are interested in that. So we'll be sure that we pass that along once we receive that information. But that's uh, I've been receiving lots of text messages. I've been receiving lots of phone calls about what's happening. So that's uh, what I know at this point. Right now, the family's setting up. They're going to have private services uh, for Tom and then, uh, you know, here uh, re soon, I would assume. And then they will uh, have a larger scale celebration of life for those uh, uh, listeners and other friends uh, who uh, 
you know, would be invited to that. So we'll pass that along to you as it becomes available. Well, it is 728 right now. Had to drag that out so I could give you the most accurate time possible. Currently 15 degrees outside of our East Anchorage studios, and we're getting ready to throw it to a break right here. Remember, today's weather forecast uh, is supposed to have highs right up around 30 today with sunny skies, uh, but the old S word starting to work its way back into the forecast uh, Sunday night and on Monday to, you know, it should be a mix of rain and snow is what they're calling for. Of course, that'll become more accurate on Monday as we look out the windows when we get up, but we will see what's happening on, uh, you know, with the snow forecast. But anyway, uh, today, tomorrow, and at least for most of Sunday is supposed to be uh, fairly sunny out there. So that'll be good to be able to get out some uh, get some work done and maybe get the driveway scraped down a little bit or whatever else you need to do. Knock some of those uh, icicles off of your roof and lighten the load on your roof a little bit more because it's still important to uh, remember to take care of those kind of things. So uh, we'll encourage you to do that. Well, it is time for that break right now. When we come back, we're going to have uh, mayoral candidate. Darren Colbury, he's going to be on the line with us and sharing with us why he's running. And we're going to find out a little bit more about Darren and who he is. You're listening right here to KVNT, 1020 AM, 92.5 FM, 104.5 FM, and all around the world at 1020KVNT.com. Some people say a man is made out of mud. Poor man's made out of muscle and blood, muscle and blood, skin and bones. A mom that's weak and a bag that's strong. You lose 16 tons, and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Well, it's Tom Steigman back here in the studios with you at KVNT, 1020 AM, 92.5 FM, 104.5 FM, and all around the world at KVNT.com. Darren Colbury supposed to be calling in uh, maybe at any moment, a little bit late here, but hopefully he'll uh, give us a holler and uh, it's still going to work out. He was supposed to be on the air with us between now and uh, 8 o'clock this morning, so in the interim, we'll open it up for your phone calls if you'd like to get in on the show 907-357-5868 907-357-5868 that's the number for you to call in we can chat about whatever you want uh, maybe you want to talk about some of the APOC reports that are being filed by the candidates that are running for uh, Anchorage mayor or maybe you want to uh, take a look at uh, you know other uh, people who are stockpiling some money for some future runs, you know, as you go through some of this stuff. I mean, uh, Suzanne LaFrance right now leading the way uh, with a uh, looks like she has two hundred and ninety one thousand dollars in her account there. So a uh, good uh, haul there for Suzanne LaFrance. Uh, looks like Chris Tuck is at ninety three thousand dollars in some change. Uh, Bill Pop at sixty five thousand dollars in some change. And uh, Mayor Bronson has got one hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars in his war chest as uh, you know, these folks are certainly uh, running a for the office of Anchorage mayor, no doubt about that. Now, you know, what do you have to do? What do you have to, uh, 
how do you want to spend that money? Well, I think there's a couple of ways to do it and uh, fold. Well, what I'll say is um, I think here in this election for mayor, uh, it's most likely going to go to a runoff. So you have to make some calculated risks here about how much money you're going to spend here and to be able to save up money for the runoff election. Now, when the uh, runoff does come around, uh, certainly there'll be a whole nother wave of fundraising and uh, some pockets uh, will open up there and help fund some of these candidates a little bit more, I would guess. But I think right now in the best position, uh, you know, as I think financial terms and being able to maybe hold back a little bit on advertising is Mayor Bronson. Um, you know, with the other three candidates being on the liberal side of things uh, to various degrees, uh, you know, that's where, you know, the real contest is going to be, uh, which one of those three are going to be able to make the runoff because it, to, or in order to win the mayoral election outright, yeah, you're going to have to get 45% of the vote. And I know many of you who are longtime listeners and savvy listeners, you know, you know, a lot of this information, but, uh, for those of you who may be, uh, just checking things out or maybe you're new to Anchorage here's how it's going to work. Uh, we'll have the election on the second. And uh, if a candidate gets 45% or more, they uh, can be declared the winner. And so if you know, if that's Mayor Bronson, if it's, it doesn't matter which of these, you know, four we're going to be focusing on right now, if they can get to that 45% threshold, then, you know, they'll be the winner and the mayor of Anchorage. Typically what happens is, uh, you know, we used to have a 50% plus one, uh, a rule here in Anchorage, but it kept going to a runoff and, uh, you know, they couldn't get Mark Begich in, right? And I'm pretty sure it was Mark Begich that they did that for. So uh, the assembly uh, modified that threshold and dropped it down to 45%. Uh, and then I think, you know, Mark maybe pulled 45, a little over 45, 46 uh, in his run for mayor, and he ended up winning that year. But, uh, you know, if uh, neither or no candidates get to the 45 percent threshold and uh, win the election outright, then it's going to go to a runoff between the top two vote getters. So that's where I think uh, Mayor Bronson is currently in a good position right now, because there's no other major conservative candidate that's running against him. And uh, so he should be able to you know, capture the hardcore conservative votes out there that and you know, when I say hardcore, I mean, those are the folks that uh, aren't just because, uh, you know, somebody has a D after their name, uh, you know, whether it's LaFrance, whether it's Tuck, whether it's Pop, uh, you know, because they have any kind of liberal view at all on some issues. Uh, there's no way that they'll ever vote for them. So they only vote conservative candidates that say only vote Republicans. That'll be, a, uh, I don't know, I would guess what? 30, 33 percent or so of the uh, voter block out there in Anchorage. So those are Mayor Bronson's folks. Uh, he's got that. And I think that's what's going to propel him in to a runoff. Can he get to 45 percent? Mm, I think that's kind of a stretch with these other three candidates out there. And I think what uh, might be hurting uh, Mayor Bronson the most out of these candidates, well, it's certainly not Suzanne LaFrance, um, because if you follow you know, what was happening in the assembly when she was the chair and on the assembly as uh, Mayor Bronson was uh, in the mayoral office. Uh, you know, 
they, I, there is no crossover there. I don't see somebody jumping Bronson's camp and voting for La France and vice versa. So those uh, hardcore votes are pretty much there. The ones that are in play right now is where is uh, Pop and Tuck, where are they drawing from and where are they getting votes from? And I think that, uh, you know, some of the Bronson folks, at least in this round, may end up going for Pop. Uh, you know, or Tuck, but if they're eliminated and LaFrance gets into the general election where you have a LaFrance versus Bronson, I think uh, Bronson captures back a lot of those pop and Tuck voters um, and, uh, you know, who may be voters who are voting for them this round. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be, you know, they're going to throw uh, Bill Pop uh, some uh, votes there to hurt LaFrance. You know, who knows? We'll uh, it all we'll know on Election Day. Well, I guess we won't know because we have this uh, mail in ballot system. So we'll know about what, seven to 10 days after uh, April 2nd, which is so irritating. I mean, why can we not get these things in? There's a deadline. Uh, and this is what happens with this mail in balloting thing, because you got to say, well, people could mail it on the second. So we got to give the post office time to get it to us. Uh, you know, I. That's a problem for me. <laughs> that's that's why I like us having to take some time, having to go to the polls and voting at the polls. And, you know, because you can go down there, you can get your ID verified and your voter registration verified. Uh, and then you can get your vote cast. And, you know, they would always have uh, darn near 98 percent of the votes uh, tabulated by then. So most of the races could be called and we won't have to have these slow releases, you know, depending on people's work days and then have it slow down over the weekend because, you know, we can't pay overtime to have these things done and have the stuff drag out. And uh, so, you know, I wish we could go back to that. The only way to get back to that in-person voting and, uh, you know, on one day, hey, you know, I would even be open if we opened up the polls for, you know, two days, maybe even three days, give people a chance. So, you know, maybe instead of just doing it on a Tuesday, you know, maybe it becomes a Thursday, Friday, Saturday event, and then uh, all the voting and counting is done by Sunday. And then that Monday, we know who the winner is for sure. Uh, I would be certainly uh more open to that than this mail in ballot thing cuz i i just don't trust it you know to be quite honest with you i i fill out my ballot and i'll take it down to a dropbox i will not trust it to go back into uh you know the mail system because there's two things you have to depend on uh, and i you know not calling in the question uh in the integrity of most of you know the postal workers that we have out there but you know some of the issues that you jump in on are uh you know for me i usually have conservative candidates uh signs in my yard <clears throat> well what if my uh postal person uh doesn't align with that philosophy or maybe uh you know the temporary sub for the route that day doesn't align with that philosophy then what do you do um you know there's a there's just all kinds of opportunities there um let me see here. We got a uh, call coming in that I just put on hold here a second ago. Let's see if we can jump to this real quick. We'll find out who it is. Hi, you're on the air at KVNT. Who's this? Hey, it's Ken, Tom. Hey, what's going on? We got well, uh, we got about is. thirty. We got about a minute here before I have to throw it to a break, uh, so That's we can hold you over the break and get you into the next segment too. Oh, we can do that. But uh, you know, one of the things that troubles me so, and we can't forget this thing is that the voter polls are still so bad. And uh, 
when you have that much money, a lot of the money, as we've seen in a lot of the coverage, gets spent a, a tad nefariously. And I, don't, I think the conditions are right for a large part of fraud and miscounts. And, you know, even the last election, you saw a gigantic pile of ballots out behind the building. Mm-hmm. That, so I, I don't know. It, they shouldn't do mail-in while it's broken. I think it's a pretty bad idea, don't you? Yeah, I don't... Uh... You know, like it at all. Uh, you know, there's certainly so many opportunities, so many more hands on the ballots, uh, you know, is what I have a problem with. Uh, you know, it goes on the way to you through one set of hands at the post office, gets touched again on the way back, gets opened by the election worker, and then the next people who have to feed it into the machines. Uh, you know, they say that it's a, uh, you know, we like secret ballots, but obviously these things all have barcodes and your addresses are printed on half of this stuff, so they know who it's coming from. Uh, I have all kinds of problems with this. Hey, we got to throw it to a quick break. You're listening to KVNT right here on 1020 AM. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. All right, 7.48 in the morning right now at KVNT, and probably 7.48 wherever you're at, too. It's 15 degrees outside of our East Anchorage studios. Phone lines are open at 907-357-5868-907-357-5868. Uh, Darren Colbury uh, was scheduled for an interview today. He is running for the office of mayor of Anchorage, but uh, unable to call this morning, So, uh, or at least didn't call, so we'll try to reschedule him and uh, give him an opportunity to get his uh, view out into the public realm there, but appreciate Ken uh, calling in as we're moving on here on the big morning shows. We're talking about this uh, mail-in system that's used in Anchorage, just the uh, trustworthiness of it. And, you know, I've got, uh, you know, certainly a a whole list of issues with this, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, the number of people that touch that ballot is it uh, gets delivered by the post office. You have to depend on that. It's, uh, you know, you vote you put it back in there. Did you put enough postage on it? Let's uh, say you did that correctly, but then it's picked up by the mail carrier, gets processed, uh, you know, through the system. So I don't know how many hands in the postal system touches that before it uh, ends up getting delivered to uh, the elections office. And then you get the folks there who are going to open the envelopes and then sort the ballots and then run them through the machines and those kind of things. It's a, uh, uh too many hands uh, for my liking on that. Where, whereas if you go to the, you know, your polling location and you fill out your ballot and you slip it into the machine, uh, boom, it's done. It's counted. Now, yes, I know there, you know, there's problems with the machines too, and people can hack them and change them and those kind of things. Like a lot of, you know, the stuff that came on in the, uh, you know, 2020 election where you know the uh, president was. You know, saying a lot of those votes were, you know, coming up miscounted and those kind of things in the machines and those things can happen. And I'm not discounting that, but I think that's a whole lot safer than uh, the process of so many hands uh, being laid on your ballot as it goes through. And, you know, they can track those things um, because you can sign up to have your ballot tracked to be sure that it gets to the elections office. Uh, 
So if there is a barcode on your envelope going in, whoever is opening that up and in those series of envelopes, they can obviously identify your name back to who you're voting for. Uh, you know, which I'm not really a big fan of either. Uh, so, I mean, you know, if somebody asks me who I vote for, I'm not going to keep it a secret, but, uh, to have that option that's there, I know there's other people that could, uh, that could cause some problems. You know, some of these unions spend, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on these local elections here. And, uh, they put a lot of pressure on their union members to uh, vote a certain way. And, you know, if they don't, are there consequences for that? Uh, Do they start having a harder problem or getting less jobs through the union and those kind of things? Can those things happen? Uh, Well, if they can track your name now and uh, track your ballot, yeah, you could go verify that. Well, did Tom Steigelman really vote for Mayor Bronson or who did he really vote for? And, uh, you know, if he didn't vote for Mayor Bronson, uh, is something going to happen? Uh, you know, or if Tom didn't vote for uh, LaFrance for mayor, you know, what are the consequences of that? Because now we know who that he did vote for Mayor Bronson, uh, you know, so I don't like that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I like to keep it as uh, I like the secret ballot. And, uh, you know, I think most people you ask are going to willingly tell you who they voted for. There are some instances, though, that, uh, you know, if uh, they don't want to share who they voted for, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah, I don't I don't care who people vote for, uh, but I know that there's some people out there that do. And there can be some uh, uh, what's the right word? Retribution <laughs> taken back on them if they don't vote a certain way. So, yeah, I don't like this uh, tracking system at all, but it is the system that we have in place right now in Anchorage. Uh, do not use that as a protest item for not voting because you not voting uh, and I'll just use it as uh, coming from the conservative side of things. If a conservative chooses not to vote in an election uh, because they don't like the voting or the mail-in ballot system, uh, that doesn't do anything other than cast a vote for the liberal side of the crowd. So uh, because you have one less vote for your conservative candidate. So and they can't capture that back. So that's as almost as good as giving a vote to the liberal side if you choose not to use the mail in system. And, you know, now there's still some vote, you know, Election Day voting options where you can vote uh, on Election Day in certain locations. So uh, we'll get those to you as Election Day gets closer. So if that's an option you want to do, you are welcome to do that. I just want you to vote. And here's what I really need you to do is if you're in the Anchorage area, particularly with how close this is going to be for Mayor Bronson, um, you know, if we could all rally together and get everybody out to vote and push him over the 45 percent mark, um, then we don't even have to go to the runoff. Is that a stretch? Yeah, it is. But how do we get there? You have to encourage people in your household to vote. You have to encourage your like-minded friends to vote. You have to go out uh, and get involved in campaigns and knock on doors and encourage people to vote and get their ballots in on time. It's as simple as that. It's a numbers game. We all know that. But we've got to really improve our voter turnout. It's been miserable here in Anchorage. It's been miserable in the Valley. And it's been horrible on the Kenai Peninsula when you look at some of those numbers. Um I think it was uh, the last cycle, uh, there was a school board election, uh, maybe even last year, and the numbers were so poor in some of the areas, 10, 12% turnout. I mean, that is a joke. That's an embarrassment, really, is what that is. So 
you know, we can make a big difference. Uh, the votes are there. We just have to get our people out and get them voting. And if we can, you know, get past that hurdle, then we can start to, you know, get at least in the Anchorage area, get the right people back on the assembly and maybe have it, uh, you know, sway the right direction so we can you know, get rid of this uh, mail-in balloting system, go back to voting in the polls again. You know, like I said, I'd be open up to moving election day. It doesn't have to be on a Tuesday. That's not a sacred cow, I don't think. Uh, But why not have it on a Saturday when people are off work and then they can't use that excuse? Um, You know, why not uh, open it up for maybe two days? Maybe it's a Friday, Saturday uh, type opportunity for people to go down. Uh, Yes, you know, there's going to be the people, oh, well, it just doesn't work out for me. Well, then you vote absentee. That system is already in place. Um, so if you need to do that, you can still do that. But on a mass scale for everybody, plus, I think you need to be a little bit more committed than, uh, you know, just uh, licking a stamp and putting that on the envelope and sending it in and trusting other people to get it there. You know, there's something special. There's something important. We have had a uh, a lot of men and women give their lives in service to this country so that you and I do have the right to vote. And you're telling me that once, twice, maybe three times a year, we can't take uh, an hour or so and go down there and fill out a ballot and get it in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and even now, if it's being brought to you in the Anchorage area, it is sent to your house and you don't you know, you're a staunch conservative and, you know, pro-military, rah, 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 and you can't take the time to fill out the ballot because you don't like the fact that you're going to have to mail it in or that you're going to have to take it to a, a ballot box drop-off location. Uh, yeah, that's a, I think that's disrespectful to the men and women who gave their lives so you have that right to vote. So you got to get those ballots filled out, and you have to be sure that you're getting the ballot if you're in the Anchorage area. So you have to be sure that your voter registration is uh, up to date. Maybe you've uh, changed addresses, uh, you moved across town or whatever it is. Go to our website, 1020kvnt.com. Click on <clears> – <throat> excuse me, click on – uh, the register to vote button, and that'll take you to the state website so that you can either one register to vote or to update your voter registration. Now, I'm asking you to go to our website. If you want to go to alaska.gov, that's fine. Uh, our website just simply has another link and uh, it'll get you there to where you need to go. You're not entering your information on the KVNT website. The radio station isn't capturing your address and all that kind of stuff. It's simply a pass through link to get you to the right places uh, at the state and the muni websites that you need to register to vote. So uh, we got to start that effort now. We got to start recruiting people in Anchorage, got to start reminding them, one, be sure they're registered to vote, two, be sure their voter registration is up to date uh, so that they're getting the correct ballots for the uh, right areas of town, and then get them educated on who to vote for and get them to fill out those ballots. Woo! That was a long election day rant right there, and uh, appreciate you sticking around with us. If uh, you want to call in, you are welcome to do so at 907-357-5868. 907-357-5868 is the number to call, and uh, we're going to get ready for a break here. Then we're going to check in with Town Hall News, and uh, they'll get us up to speed on some of the national headlines. And then we will uh, be back with your phone calls starting at 8.06. You're listening to KVNT, 1020 AM, 92.5 FM, 104.5 FM. And you can hear us all around the world at 1020KVNT.com. What I'm there to see. 
I'm watching the bells of Southern Bell go by Swinging their hips and rolling their pretty eyes Damn high heels, they can make me start kicking my heels up to the sky Watching the... This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 f.m. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America. Here's Tom Anderson. Well, it's Tom Steigelman back in the studios with you here at KVNT, 1020 AM, 92.5 FM, 104.5 FM, and all around the world at 1020KVNT.com. Right now, it's seven minutes after eight, currently 15 degrees outside of our East Anchorage studios and sunny skies in the forecast for the next couple of days. Uh, High temperatures supposed to be up around 30 today. Tomorrow, look for a high around 36. So not a bad deal right there as we uh, start to step our way out more into the uh, spring-type weather. Of course, we all know we're not going to be tricked by this. This is just a temporary relief. So uh, don't get too excited. All the snow is not going to be melting in the next three weeks, and we're not going to have green grass uh, by March. Uh, I'm just setting realistic expectations, folks. I wish it would be true, too. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not. All right. Our phone lines are open for you to call in right now at 907-357-5868. Uh, we've been talking a little bit this morning about the mail-in uh, balloting situation here in Anchorage. Also, uh, the APOC reports starting to roll in, and uh, we can kind of gauge a little bit uh, about particularly for the Anchorage mayoral race where people are standing out money-wise. And really, when it comes down to the uh, Anchorage uh, mayoral race, uh, four candidates uh, rising to the top here so far. And, uh, you know, just kind of uh, in money order ranking, uh, you got uh, Bill Poppy's uh, sitting on a little over $65,000, Chris Tuck at a little over $93,000, Mayor Dave Bronson uh, looks like he has about $187,000. Uh, there to spend. And then uh, Suzanne LaFrance, $291,000 is what I'm seeing on the uh, information list right here, uh, almost $292,000. So she's got herself a whole pile of money uh, to spend there and to get uh, things going. But uh, we'll see how it all uh, ends up shaking out. Remember, just because somebody has the most money doesn't automatically make them the winner. And uh, there'll be some more fundraising that's going to be done definitely between now and April. But that's kind of the way the money is shaking out. Kind of like I was sharing uh, a little bit during the first hour of the program. I think as you take a look at this money, uh, Mayor Bronson in a very good position. Um, particularly because as you know in this initial stage and again you have to hedge your bets a little bit here but does he how much does he really need to spend between now and april um you know most people are thinking that the anchorage mayoral election will be going to a runoff once again and uh, you know if that does happen uh, it might be smart for mayor bronson to 
kind of hold back the reins a little bit, save up uh, some of that money for the runoff, uh, because that's when he's going to really need to be spending heavy at that point. But right now, um, you know, with the way the votes are being split between the uh, Democrats and the liberal side of things, between LaFrance, Pop and Tuck, um, you know, Mayor Bronson should easily get into a runoff election if uh, just the hardcore conservatives get out and vote. Uh, that would definitely happen uh, that he'll be in the runoff election. So I think he's probably, you know, even though Suzanne LaFrance has uh you know, a whole bunch more money. I think Bronson's actually in a better position because he doesn't have to burn through a lot of that cash right now, as LaFrance is going to have to be uh, concentrating right now on uh, Tuck and Pop and defeating them uh, in the first round here. I got to term it as the first round on April 2nd, and I'm assuming that it's going to go to a runoff. Uh, you know, best case scenario, I think, is, uh, you know, Mayor Bronson would get 45% and just get reelected on April 2nd. That would be fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm a realist, though. I don't know that that's going to happen. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, he'll definitely be in a runoff situation. So, uh, you know, if uh, if I was advising the campaign, I would say, yes, we have to spend some money now, but we need to hang on to a significant chunk of that so that we can uh, get ready to uh you know, for a runoff election. Uh, this may be Paul AC calling in a little early, but we'll check. If not, we'll take the phone call. Hi, you're on the air at KVNT. Who's this? I'm sorry. This is oh, Paul AC. Okay. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Hey, that's all right. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll get you ready for the next segment here. Okay. Uh, I don't have a call. I don't have a call screener when I do the uh, uh, show solo. So I just have to go straight to the line. So I'm going to put you back on hold here. We'll get to you here in just Sounds a minute. Great. All right. Well, that is Paul AC. He's calling in from Focus on the Families, uh, plugged in. And I'll tell you what, if you have not had a chance to go over uh, and check out that website, you are missing out. I know Paul's got a couple of movies and stuff that we're going to be talking about, kind of lighten it up a little bit here on this Friday after, uh, well, we've had the heavy week with the passing of Tom Anderson. And uh, here I have uh, been talking today all about the uh, you know, the political stuff and getting deep into that a little bit. And, you know, Paul's going to give us a little bit of comical relief with his uh, great sense of humor. And I'm, I'm trying to build you up, Paul. He can still hear me as I'm talking right now. So he's probably rolling his eyes like uh, the Steigelman guy. I don't know about him. All right. 812 in the morning right now, 16 degrees outside. But, uh, you know, jumping back into the APOC reports and the, you know, the way the money has come in for the mayoral race. Uh, again, I think uh, Mayor Bronson in a good position to get into the runoff, save a little money right now, and uh, be able to spend that into a runoff, assuming that's what's happened. Uh, Suzanne LaFrance, yes, she has a big war chest, but she's got to spend a lot of that money now even to make it uh, through, because I think you're, uh, you know, there is a lot of support out there on the liberal side of things between uh, uh, Bill Pop and Chris Tuck, and they're going to be drawing significant numbers away from Suzanne. So, you know, you could see uh, Bill Pop squeak in there or uh, Tuck squeak pastor and, uh, you know, send them to the runoff against Mayor Brunson. And then the whole game changes at that point, of course. But, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. That's why it's important for you to be registered to vote and for you to actually cast the those ballots. Again, if you need to register to vote, maybe you're new to the Anchorage area or uh, 
uh, new to Alaska. Or maybe you need to update your voter registration so that they mail your ballot to the correct address. You can go to our website, 1020kvnt.com. Click on the register to vote button, and that will direct you over to the correct uh, site on the state of Alaska website so you can update your address or so that you can get registered to vote. And then be sure you exercise that right and get out there and actually cast those ballots. And it'll make a big, big difference and uh, maybe help get our city back on the right track. Well, be sure you stick around. Uh, Paul AC going to be on the line with us next from Plugged In, talking about some of the new releases that are coming out and uh, give us some uh, uh uh, advice there. Well, maybe not advice, but at least tell us uh, what some of the content is in here so that we can make good decisions before we go uh, check out those uh, movies. We'll be back with Paul AC from Plugged In right after this quick break on KVNT 1020 AM, 92.5 FM, 104.5 FM, and all around the world at 1020KVNT.com. Radio. Got so much on your mind, nothing's really going right. Looking for a some reason a couple of months ago and there were people oh, who hey, were uh, sorry uh, hey we are back here on the air at kvnt no intro this time around because paul and i are sitting here talking and i wasn't keeping an eye on the clock and uh, it just jumped in there at, at that last segment so they didn't hear all of our conversation paul so that's a good thing <laughs> but <laughs> but we're joking around uh you know we're talking off the air we're talking about the weather and those kind of things uh and then, you know, it comes out. Yeah, I grew up and, you know, I grew up in Colorado Springs. Turned out Paul and I went to the same high school while I was there. And uh, so we're both talking about, yeah, we got to get the yearbooks out now and see if, you know, I knew this guy and watch. Uh, I bet Paul signed my yearbook and <laughs> trouble with getting old, man. The memory goes. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. And I tell you what. But uh, yeah, so- yeah, a lot of fun stuff uh, coming up and uh you know, we always appreciate the folks from Focus and Plugged In calling in and getting us up to speed on all things media. And uh, so what do you have for us this week? You know, it's been a slow week at the movie theaters, to be honest with you, because it's February. There's yeah. very little that comes out in the theaters <laughs> in February. But there are a few things that folks might be interested in. Probably the biggest movie of the weekend is going to be this movie called Madam Web. Uh, which is a superhero story. Uh, it is sort of a D-list Marvel Comics character. Uh, in the comics, she doesn't get around too much. She can sort of uh, alternate her her allegiance. She's uh, she's not always a superhero, uh, but here she is, and it's sort of an origin story. So she, her name is Cassie. She works as a paramedic. This is before she gets her powers, and but she's still saving people because that's what paramedics do. Um, it is a dangerous job, and so one day while she's on the job, she actually drowns, which is really unfortunate, of course. Fortunately, her partner actually revives her after a minute or two, which is great. 
Um, the only problem is, is that when she comes to, she realizes that she can foretell the future. Uh, not way off in the distance, but just for the, the next second or two, um, just enough to change somebody's life or perhaps even save it. Uh, so that's sort of where the story jumps off from. Uh, the, the movie has kind of the same issues that you would find in any superhero movie. It has a lot of heroism, a lot of self-sacrifice, some really nice messages about about friendship uh but for families it can be a little bit dicey in that it can be pretty violent and because the violence is against uh some teen girls at times and because of madam webb's superpowers uh the the ability to foretell the future it can be repeated these violent scenes can be repeated again and again mm. so it can be a little bit jarring for families who might be interested in going so um definitely it's one of those those movies that you want to check out the full review before taking your kids to see it all right well uh and that's in theaters now or is that getting released really soon i'm sorry i missed that that is in theaters okay. it is in theaters now and and uh, there are a couple of other things that might be playing where you're at uh, bob marley one love is also out that's obviously a uh biopic about uh, the famous reggae center sin mm-hmm. singer uh he talks a little bit about uh, about uh, just his philosophy, the, the love, the equality. We hear a lot of his music, um, but it does have some problems as well for families. There's there's a lot of, of talk about Rastafarianism, which which uh, Bob Marley was very much embraced. Um, and you can have a little bit of, uh, of violence here because Bob Marley was there. There was an assassination attempt on his his life. So you do see a little bit of violence as well. But overall, for a PG-13 movie, it's cleaner than a lot of them. Um, I also know that you probably have a lot of, uh, of military folks who would listen in. Right. Uh, just actually got back from the land of the bad, uh, which is a military-themed story where it talks a little bit about the, these guys who go into to rescue uh, a CIA operative down in Southeast Asia and get, obviously, into a lot of trouble. This is an R-rated movie, so it has a lot of harsh content. It has tons and tons of swearing, very, very violent. Uh, but for, for folks who are part of the military, there's there's a lot of heroism. There's a lot of probably realism in terms of how, how these... these these, these military yeah. experts really uh, talk with one another, and it shows just the, the power of that, that camaraderie that, that, that military personnel have for one another. Yeah. And, uh, well, those are all uh, you know, great things, and you can find more information and uh, dig a little deeper at PluggedIn.com. And, you know, uh, Paul, why folks go to the website and uh, checked out Plugged In, uh, you know, it's not just movies that you guys are reviewing, but you're doing all kinds of things there. What else can people find on the website? Man, we do so much here. We, uh, we review TV shows. We review video games, books music we do pretty much anything that's sort of on the entertainment uh sphere we dabble in we we do reviews on everything that we can find um we also do some some talking about technology and just uh, just how to how to help your kids navigate this crazy crazy entertainment and tech saturated world that we live in because i know the parents are dealing with challenges that mm-hmm. you and i never had growing up in colorado springs yeah that's for sure because uh well i didn't have a cell phone there that's for sure and cer- <laughs> certainly not something where i could stream movies on it uh you know we just uh 
my my wife finally gave up her password to me for uh, you know the Amazon Prime account and everything. So I've been looking at the video stuff there, trying to download some videos before I hop on a plane and head down to Nashville for National Religious Broadcasters. Speaking of which, are you going to be down there for that? You know, I will not be. My cohort, Adam Holtz, will be, hopefully. Uh, so uh, so hopefully you'll yeah. be able to connect with him there. Well, is there anything that, uh, I mean, is there uh, you know, a question I can ask him for you to put him on the spot and I'll take the hit for it? Or, uh, you, you know, know should, should I, I spill some food on him or something for you? Or what can I do for you? Just spill some food on him. <laughs> be, sure to, be sure to talk about how much you, you loved The Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about how much you loved The Last Jedi. That will be sure to get a reaction from Adam Holt. Yeah. It might not be a good one, right. but it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I will definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm writing that down right now. I am going to ask him about that because I will be seeing him. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, when I was on, uh, yeah, we ended up, we had a little trouble with our cable provider up here. Uh for you know super bowl sunday so i ended up we ended up subscribing real quick to paramount plus and you know on all these different streaming services i mean it is amazing the amount of stuff that you have access to that uh isn't good i mean there's a lot of nasty stuff on these things and uh you know that's that's why we appreciate you guys uh you know sifting through a lot of these movies and those kind of things uh you know so that you know folks like uh you know, me, I don't have to because I can take a quick look at your review, uh, you know, find out if that's something that I want to even be watching to begin with. And really more so. And I've shared this with Adam before and I'll share it with you is, uh, you know, we really used it, you know, as our kids were growing up in those uh, preteen and, uh, you know, teenage years of, you know, getting those uh, reviews from a parent perspective and things to watch out for so we could help our kids make better decisions. And I think that's why your guys' service is so valuable. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate the kind words. We we do our best. It's a it's a very difficult world to keep track of, um, and parents. A lot of parents just feel like they're in over their head. So we mm-hmm. try to help out as much as we can. Yeah. Well, certainly uh, appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, you know, before I let you go, I got to jump back to Coronado High School uh, for a minute because, as it turns <laughs> out, Paul and I were there at the same time, and at least right now, because of our age, not remembering each other. So uh, I'm going to be searching. <laughs> my yearbook a little bit later but uh and this will be embarrassing uh but i'm gonna ask you this question were you on the soccer team by chance i was not on the soccer team okay no, good that, that no. good that makes I me feel better okay good that makes me feel better because if it turned out you were on the soccer team when i was there i would have been even more disappointed in myself for not remembering you <laughs> Well, hey, my friend, I appreciate you checking in with us. And uh, when I get down to uh, Colorado Springs, most likely in April, uh, I will uh, definitely get you out to lunch and uh, we can reminisce about the great uh, high school of Coronado. Dude, that would be fantastic. I would love that. All right. Hey, appreciate your time and uh, have yourself a great weekend. Okay. You too, Tom. Talk All to right. Later. Hey, thanks so much. Paul Acey, everybody from Plugged In. Again, you can get more information by checking out their website, PluggedIn.com. That's PluggedIn.com. They are a uh, ministry of focus on the family, and it does take uh, finances to uh, operate that. So if you're so inclined, if you appreciate Plugged In and everything they do, uh, consider making a donation right there, and uh, that would be a great help. Well, we are going to get ourselves set up here and get ready to throw it back to another break. 
And then uh, uh, the very own Todd Smolden going to be calling in from the governor's office and checking us, checking in, getting us all up to speed about what's happening down there in Juneau and how things are progressing or not progressing. So he'll give us a skinny on all that stuff and let us know what the governor has been up to and what's on the agenda for the rest of the session. So looking forward to talking to Todd. And then uh, we'll take your phone calls again uh, in the final segment at 907-357-5868. So that's what uh, we will do for the rest of the show and wrap that up. And as a reminder, next week, remember, on Tuesday and Friday next week, Ken and Ken are going to be hosting the show because, as you just heard Paul and I talking about, I'm going to be heading down to the National Religious Broadcasters Conference. That's down in Nashville, Tennessee, and there'll be about 5,000 people down there attending that event. And, well, uh, I have found myself on the uh, national board uh, for uh, National Religious Broadcasters, so they kind of expect me to be there. So I will be out, but we'll be playing some best of shows uh, next week and some of the interviews that we've had with different candidates. We'll be replaying some of those for you throughout the week. But Ken and Ken going to be live on Tuesday and Thursday next week, or Tuesday and Friday next week right here on KVNT. Or we'll take ourselves a quick break, and then we'll be back with Todd Smolden right here on KVNT. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Well, it's Tom Steigelman back in the studios with you here at KVNT, where it's now 8.34 in the morning, currently 16 degrees outside. And uh, we now have Todd Smolden from the governor's office on the line with us. How are we doing, Todd? Well, I'm, I'm doing okay, Tom. I... Um you know, first I, I wanted to say I know the governor's office is working with Tom's family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's uh, uh, part of what the function of the governor's office is when people pass away. But just personally, and also from the governor's office, just wanted to wish everyone some condolences on Tom's passing. I, you know, personally, I uh, met Tom. He was my representative when I lived in East Anchorage. So. Um, known Tom for almost 20 years. I filled in for him a time or two on his show and uh, just I really enjoyed having conversations with Tom uh, more so often, you know, off the air. Um, Tom would call me periodically and chat about things and I always learned really interesting things and learned about politics and, and marketing and all those kinds of things from Tom. I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of sad, I guess. If you ask me how I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of sad. It's been a, it's been a rough, uh, yeah, it's been a rough week for me. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's certainly going to be missed. No doubt about that. And, uh, you know, we certainly, you know, appreciated everything he did with, uh, you know, us here at KVNT and, uh, you know, how he stuck with us here at Christian Broadcasting, uh, you know, when we bought KVNT, um, you know, he was, uh, you know, the only, uh, 
you know, hold over on air person and everything that we kept and, uh, you know, able to develop that relationship and everything. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how you replace that bundle of energy that that guy was. Um, and, and you, yeah, and you don't no. replace him. I, there's no way he, to replace no, it. You just have to a, do something different. Kind, and move on. Right? Yeah. So yeah, Tom was definitely a unique, uh, character, one of kind, like nobody I've ever met. Um, and that's, I, you know, I, one of the reasons why I enjoy, interacting with people so much as everybody is i believe created uniquely by god and they all have special gifts and talents and uh yeah really enjoyed uh the time i was able to spend uh with tom either in person or on the phone so yeah well he will certainly be missed and we'll uh do our best to keep things going here and uh try to uh continue to bring a internet an entertaining and insightful show like he did here. So the plan is to keep it local here on KVNT as we move forward. But, you know, as we do, uh, you know, think about things and keeping it local and everything, of course, the session is uh, going on down there in Juneau and uh, how are things shaping up, at least from the perspective from the governor's office? Well, I think um, the governor kind of mentioned it in his press availability that he had uh, recently which is, you know, it's it's pretty impressive actually that uh, how much the legislature, how how hard the legislature is working early on in the session. And the cynic would say, well, that's because it's an election year and they want to get out of there, you know, on time or early. But I don't think so. I um, I think that with uh, the speaker uh, Tilton, um, you know, and the House majority, they really see value in getting a lot of positive things moved, um, at, at least over to the Senate. Um, and then also, I think the Senate has uh, quite a bit of priorities that they want uh, to see passed. And from what I hear, and again, I'm in the executive branch, not not in the legislative branch, but at mm-hmm. least from what I hear, it sounds like they're working a little bit better together than they were last year in terms of the Senate and the house and how they're communicating with each other. Um, so that's really positive. The governor has, I think now, uh, with some legislation being right across the floor today, I think he has, uh, 44 pieces of legislation that are in play. So trying to keep track of all of that, or for me to try to tell you all of it, uh, well, we don't have enough time and people right. will be bored anyway. So, <laughs> but, uh, I, I guess what I would say to people is if, you know, if they have any questions about the governor's legislation, they can reach out to me. Um, and I, you know, if I can't give them an answer, I certainly can find them an answer, uh, at least from the governor's perspective. Um, you know, pretty much all of it is wrapped around this, the governor's idea and agenda item high priority item of making Alaska a place where people want to want to live and want to raise families and where they can afford to do so. So he has, um, you know, legislation looking at trying to make energy more affordable, uh, food security legislation, um, you know, public safety continues to be a, a real high priority as well as education reform and, um, you know, I, and people probably have been following SB 140. If if they're if they are paying attention to to politics in Alaska, mm-hmm. that's a that's uh, omnibus kind of omnibus uh, education reform legislation. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversations going on right now uh, between the House and the Senate on what that education reform 
legislation could look like and and what could get passed. And then there's always the question of, will it be what the governor wants uh, for him to sign it? So, yeah, that's taking a lot of uh, that, that's that's taking a lot of energy right now, the, the education uh uh, reform package. Yeah, I'll bet it is. And then, uh, you know, I, now I saw something that uh, there is a move in the Senate trying to override some of the governor's executive orders. Yeah, the executive orders have been a have been a hot topic, mm-hmm. and I think that from what what some people don't understand is they think that those boards and commissions actually protect people from the bureaucracy and and that they make the bureaucracy more efficient. What we have discovered and, and what the reason why the governor is seeking to remove some of these boards and commissions is that they are actually making government less efficient because when those boards or commissions can't meet because they don't have quorums or there aren't people who want to fill those positions, mm-hmm then government can't move forward. So, for example, if there's if there's a decision that needs to be made about licensure or regulation changes or things like that, and that board or commission has to weigh in on those or make some kind of decision as a board before that can move forward, and they don't have a quorum, then it just slows down progress. And so it, it's it's not about I know some people think it's about you know turning things over to the bureaucracy, but the reality is is that it's actually a move to make things more efficient and to move uh, you know improvements uh, quicker. And so I, I think people misunderstand that um, it, it won't affect their licensure, it won't affect regulations, it doesn't impact any of those things. Um, all it does is it it kind of it creates a board which advises the bureaucracy um, and in some cases it, it just slows down the process. There could still be some room for, you know, advisory groups, uh, focus groups, you know, industry groups communicating with the department on changes they want to see, you know, made or regulation changes, things like that. So I don't think it would eliminate the ability for industry to have input and I think what it would do is it would speed up government processes and make them more efficient, which is why the governor has introduced the EOs. Yeah, I think uh, you're right when you said, uh, you know, maybe people don't realize the the holdup that happens there if, uh, you know, one of the boards or something can't get a quorum to be able to do anything. And, uh, you know, what a holdup that can be. And we certainly want, you know, licenses if they need to be approved to get them approved and get people working and those kind of things. And, uh, yeah, make it as streamlined as possible. Uh, you know, we got about a minute left here, Todd. Anything else you want to share with the folks before we go today? Well, just a, a final comment on, on the EOs in that it's it's in the legislature's hands, essentially, at this point. And so uh, they have the ability to essentially vote no on an EO. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're doing right now is they're reviewing those EOs in committees and then eventually they will bring them to the floor or won't. Um, and if they don't do any action uh, 60 days from when he issued them, then they will be, then the EO will stand. Right. So it's kind of up to the legislature now. If people have, you know, comments or questions, they can talk to their legislator. All right. Sounds like a plan. Well, Todd, as always, thanks so much for your time and have yourself a great weekend. Okay. 
All right. You too, Tom. Hey, thank you very much. Todd Smolden from the governor's office, everybody. uh, Appreciate Todd calling in each and every week right here to KVNT and uh, giving us an update about what's happening there with the governor's office. We're going to take a quick break and we'll have one more segment where we can take your phone calls before the weekend. The phone line's open right now, 907-357-5868. You're listening to KVNT, 1020 AM, 92.5 FM, 104.5 FM, and you can hear us all around the world at 1020kvnt.com. is the Tom Anderson Show. Broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Well, it's Tom Steigelman back in the studios with you here at KVNT, 1020 a.m., 92.5 FM, and uh, 104.5 FM, 105.3 FM, and all around the world at 1020kvnt.com. That's right. So many frequencies. We are just everywhere. And, uh... Yeah, more frequencies to come, at least for different formats of ours here at Christian Broadcasting. Uh, we have a transmitter being shipped up as we speak uh, that we are going to have uh, delivered here in Anchorage for some testing here. And then we're taking it to Fairbanks and launching a radio station up in Fairbanks. Uh, we have a television station up in Fairbanks that we own. So it'll be nice to get into the Fairbanks market up there with both radio and television. So looking forward to that expansion. Uh, we have a construction permit for another radio station down in Soldatna and going to be moving down that direction as well. So uh, yeah, it's uh, God's been good to us here at CBI Media as we continue to move forward and uh, gain listeners. And it's always a lot of fun. And it's always a lot of fun when our listeners call into the show at 907-357-5868. That's the number to call. And uh, so I was, you know, scrolling through Facebook and everything last night. And, you know, you get into the reels of the videos and stuff. And I came across this one that uh, I just thought was hilarious and brilliant all at the same time. But it was a uh, Valentine's uh, Day message that came out uh, from uh, the Lee County Sheriff's Office (laughs) down in the lower 48. So let me get the audio set for this and crank it up so you can hear this thing. Uh, But here we go. Happy Valentine's Day, Lee County. Does your baby daddy have a warrant? Does your ex steal drugs? My Fugitive Warrants team would love to come pick him up. Give us a call. <laughs> so that that was their ad. And uh, as the music plays there in the background, they're showing different clips of people getting taken away in handcuffs. But uh, a very nice uh, job well done there by the Lee County Sheriff's Office uh, playing off on uh, Hol- uh, Valentine's Day and all of the uh, jilted uh, uh, girlfriends out there and boyfriends of, uh, you know, uh, does your significant or does your ex have a warrant? Let us know. We'd be happy to pick them up for you. Uh, brilliant marketing right there. So nice job to the Lee County Sheriff's Office. Uh, I think APD or uh, the state troopers ought to do that same thing or the Wasilla PD ought to put out some ads like that. I'm sure there's some uh, uh, 
disgruntled exes out there that wouldn't mind turning in their uh, uh, ex-boyfriend uh, or ex-girlfriend at this point or ex-husband or ex-wife. Uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to make the phone call. You just got to stoke that fire a little bit. 907-357-5868. That's the number where you can call in right now. So this coming in from FEMA, FEMA is accepting applications for the Youth Preparedness Council. Uh, this is a program that brings teens together from across the nation who are interested in engaging in community preparedness. Council members are selected based on their dedication to public service, their efforts in making a difference in their communities, and their potential to expand their impact as national leaders for emergency preparedness. Students in grades 8 through 11 are encouraged and and eligible to apply. FEMA Administrator Diane Criswell said the Youth Preparedness Council is a unique opportunity for teens across America to get a sense of what it's like to be an emergency manager, and it also lets us get a glimpse into the future of our profession. The Youth Preparedness Council are one-year terms, and in that one-year term, council members collaborate with each other to develop projects that promote preparedness on a local, regional, and national scale. Members are also, let's see, members also engage with leaders within FEMA, the federal government, and national nonprofit organizations. Youth interested in applying to the council must submit a completed application form and provide two letters of recommendation. All applications and supporting materials must be submitted no later than March 4th. New council members will be announced in June of 2024. Youth living in FEMA Region 10, now that includes Alaska, Idaho, Oregon, and Washington, may be invited to join the FEMA Region 10 uh, Youth Preparedness Council, a similar council that focuses specifically on creating projects within those four states. So again, that's Alaska, Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. Now, how does a youth apply to uh, become, uh, let's see, one of the leaders on the Youth Preparedness Council? It's easy to do. Just go to FEMA.gov, that's F-E-M-A.gov, and click on the Youth Preparedness Council page. Again, that's at FEMA.gov. Well, I think it'd be pretty cool if we could get some Alaskans on that uh, Youth Preparedness Council. It sounds like a great opportunity. Again, you can find out more information, get all the materials that are needed to apply by going to FEMA.gov. Now, maybe you have some children that may be interested in doing this, or maybe some nieces and nephews. Uh, shoot them uh, the information about this. Check it out at FEMA.gov. That's the Youth Preparedness Council. Another thing you can do is uh, get your juniors and seniors in high school, uh, start to gather up some of that scholarship information. As I was talking about earlier today, the Alaska State Fair has several scholarships that they're offering up right now and applications are being uh, accepted for those right now. You can find out all of the details about the requirements and the essays that have to be written for the Alaska State Fair scholarships by going to alaskastatefair.org. Click on the um not the state fair side of things, but the fair grounds side of things. And then you'll find a link over there. You'll see it and uh, just click that and it'll uh, take you there to where you need to find all the information. But there's a $3,000 scholarship, a $2,000, a $1,500, $1,000 and a $500 opportunity. So uh, five different scholarships available. And let me tell you, when you have a kid in college, uh, every dollar is significant. So, uh, you know, even if they end up capturing just the $500, hey, 
that saves you 500 bucks. Plus, everybody uh, who applies for the Alaska State Fair scholarship uh, receives two uh, fair admission tickets to the 2024 fair. So, hey, you're guaranteed to be a winner uh, to some level. So you might as well apply and at least get yourself two free fair tickets. So, you again, you can find out more information about that at alaskastatefair.org. Well, the phone line's open right now, 907-357-5868. If you want to check in with folks before the weekend rolls around again, uh, just giving you a quick rundown of next week. Uh, we'll be having some uh, re-airs of programs here and some of the interviews that we've had over the last couple of weeks with candidates. We'll be getting those back on the air for you and getting you some updates. Uh, Ken and Ken going to be on the air twice next week doing live shows here. They'll be on Tuesday and on Friday with uh, live shows here on KVNT. You know those guys, uh, they they have a lot to talk about. They are much smarter than me, so uh, enjoy the time with them as they'll be on the air, and then I'll be back on the air with you the following week once I get back from a uh, quick trip down to Nashville for the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. So I'll be down there and uh, get some things squared away on some different levels. Uh, yeah, I mentioned quickly, I serve on the national board of uh, NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters, so I'm kind of expected to be there. So I'll be down there and working on some of those issues. But, you know, National Religious Broadcasters really an advocacy uh, organization for uh, religious broadcasters throughout the country. Uh, we'll have about 5,000 people show up at the conference, maybe a little bit more this year uh, is the way things are trending. So excited about that. But really, it's a uh, uh, NRB, we advocate for uh, different radio and television stations and, uh, you know, legislative wise, uh, you know, certainly do some lobbying of uh, members of Congress and uh, stay in uh, close communications with the FCC on rulings they're making uh, all to ensure that uh, those of us who are Christian broadcasters or religious broadcasters have a voice on the radio and television dials so that uh, we can uh, continue to do what we do while everybody else has their free speech rights ours are protected as well and give us an opportunity to have stations like uh, kvnt and we'll certainly uh you know oftentimes uh, join forces with uh, you know uh, secular groups and those kind of things when it comes to doing the right thing for the broadcast industry so uh, it's a great organization i'm uh, proud to be a part of it and proud to be on the board of directors uh gets a little tiring sometimes though but you know, it's uh, still a lot of fun and enjoy doing it. Well, as we wind down uh, this week, thank you for sticking with us here on KVNT. We appreciate all of the kind words that have been coming in. Um, you know, about uh, with Tom Anderson's passing and everything. Uh, thank you so much. You all have been very kind to us and uh, given us some support and some encouragement here at the station. And uh, we certainly do appreciate that. And certainly we are going to ask you to continue to pray for Tom's family uh, as they uh, work themselves through this process. Uh, again, you know, Tom Anderson, a great man. Uh, if uh, you have not heard for uh, some reason and you're just tuning in, Tom Anderson passed away on Saturday, and so uh, it's been a rough week for the family as they've been coordinating everything. So just continue to keep them in your prayers. And, uh, you know, as I was talking about uh, on Monday, uh, you know, 
a lot of great accolades, of course, coming in about Tom Anderson, and uh, we do appreciate that. But if there's somebody in your life right now that you need to say thank you to, somebody in your life uh, that you need to let them know uh, that you love them, uh, tell them today, because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So I would just leave you with that purpose uh, to make that phone call today and let somebody know. All right, that'll do it for us today on KVNT. Stick around. Charlie Kirk is up next. <laughs>